Gotta walk in, get me a Hot Wheels back when they were 99 cents. <laughs> that is the most real sense of inflation I've ever seen, is Hot Wheels uh-huh. going from 99 cents to like $2. <laughs> inflation Absolutely. is real, people. Welcome to the Nerdiest Podcast, where nerds talk about nerdy things. I am Megan, and today we are joined by some very special people. We have Jackson. Hey, everyone. It's Jackson. And, and I don't like ketchup. Have... Oh, hi. I'm glad. Hey. Um, <laughs> we also have Nick. Happy to be here. Hi, I'm Nick, and I like ketchup on everything. <laughs> like chicken nuggets, chicken sandwiches, fish, fries, you name it. It goes on it, except for mac and cheese. No ketchup on mac and cheese. Not just chicken. Nice. And today we have a very (laughs) special guest. Um, Her name is Samantha Glass, or at the Glass Author on Instagram. And she runs a very successful website where she drops great advice for you to become a better writer. And we have her here today. Hello, Sam. Hello. I like ketchup a moderate amount. (laughs) (laughs) wonderful we are so happy to have you on here this is i don't think anyone understands how long lee anticipated this was like it's been so many months well i like offered you to come on like how many months ago like three or four yes it's been forever college life but that college life you know it's different (laughs) i'm always at parties you know Always partying it up, you know, in those, <laughs> uh-huh. in those uh, sorority houses. I'm always at the frat houses, you know. <laughs> Too busy to do podcasts. <laughs> nice. See, anyone... I'm the polar opposite as a college person. Like, I spend all my time doing podcasts and none out partying because I have no college friends. Oh. Yeah. And I'm... Not in college. Yay! Anyone anyone that has ever met Sam knows that that is such a joke. She never goes to like frat houses ever. Like, no, not in like a bad way, but it's just funny. That's because homeschoolers don't know how to socialize. Well, actually, hold on. That's a very negative stereotype. Um, Yes, it is. Homeschoolers choose not to socialize because uh, socializing with college kids can lead to bad things. So we just like making better decisions. That's true. Exactly. That's exactly. true. Mm. So mentioned, like mentioned before, yeah. uh, this is these are writer people. Now, the biggest thing I'm sure you like consuming content the way you're listening to this podcast. Well, everyone here that makes the content you listen to is also content creators. So we're here with content creators asking about writing. That was the worst introduction ever and i'm sorry but it's fine question here content creator not yeah yeah i mean sure yeah. go ahead yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> content creator, go for it go yeah. for it she <laughs> makes, your she makes private tiktoks that she sends me and jackson that <laughs> yes, is that is, that's very content. true the definition I make of private content creator. youtube videos that i only send people i know there you go and you content can't you creator. still can't find me anywhere so good luck with that <laughs> <laughs> is that a challenge? Is that a challenge? So, Sam, uh, if you wanted to give a little bit about yourself and, like, how did you start writing and, like, kind of go into that? Yeah, sure. 
Um, so I've kind of been writing most of my life, I guess. Um, I wrote my first story and I was like nine or ten. And then I just kept writing stories, writing fiction. And then by the time I was like 12, it kind of clicked, you know, like, oh, hey, I'm a writer. This is cool. Kind of like Megan realizing <laughs> she's a content creator. Um, I was just like, oh, hey. Whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then from there, I just realized, you know, I wanted to actually do stuff with it as I got older. Um, mm-hmm. And I got more passionate about it. And so what what year was that? In 2015. So by the time this podcast comes out, uh, the six-year anniversary will have passed on my website. So I started my website to start promoting stuff, and then I just kept writing. And a couple years ago, I, what did I do? A couple years ago, I published a short story, and I've been working on a novel for the last several years that I'm also going to publish. Wow. Wow. In, like, physical form, do you think? Yes. I'm hoping to get it traditionally published. That's my goal. Wow. So it would be, like, in bookstores. (sighs) All the uh, all the links will be in the description too for websites and like socials and stuff. Yes, please. Get that yeah, out of the of way. Course. There's all. I feel like all every. I think creative person has like an aha moment of like, oh, I'm a creative person. Yeah. Like at one point, I decided I was like, oh, okay, you can make videos as a career. Because I just like mm-hmm. to make videos. I figured I would go be like a doctor or a lawyer, get an air quote real job. But no, someday it clicked. <laughs> it was like, oh, you can be creative for money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. So It's a very lucrative market to make things creatively for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. is it, I feel though? like it's a big market right now, especially. <laughs> it's kind of a new thing, mm-hmm. I feel like. Because in the generations before us, people were just becoming lawyers and doctors. But now oh, there's so many that's people what coming the out. generation expects of this generation. Exactly. <laughs> because the creative side is so new. Uh huh. It's a lot of showing that older generation that it Mm -hmm. is a successful, Mm -hmm. you know, place you can go into and enter the Mitchells versus the Machines. Great movie. Everyone should watch it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And after you watch it, you could check out our review here on the podcast. (laughs) Great review. Just saying. And just saying, is it a lucrative market though? I feel like once you like to start out, it's not. But at some point, it gets to. Well, no, I think at a certain point, like once you break into your given market, Mm -hmm. then it's a very lucrative market because, like, once you publish your first book or you make your first movie, like once your name is out there associated with something of substance and Mm -hmm. people can look and say oh that was a really good movie or that was a really good book Mm -hmm. like once your name is attached to something successful then it becomes like oh we want you for this or we want you for this and that's when Mm -hmm. it starts to become more of like the lucrative i'm always working on projects i never get any time off type Mm -hmm. situation (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so another question we had is you know writers we take a lot of inspiration from other people so who has been your biggest inspiration do you think if you could like name a person or like a thing Mm -hmm. like it doesn't have to be like a certain person but Mm -hmm. in general like what's been your biggest inspiration Mm, that's really hard because like you said I find inspiration in a lot of things I feel like but I feel like when I was little and I first started writing I just really liked just like all the books I was reading at the time kind of inspired me you know and that it's like I was holding 
like this physical print copy of a book in my hands and I was thinking like what if these were my words like inside the cover you know like how cool would that be and sometimes I still get that feeling when I pick up a book and I'm like hey this could be me I could have this book um that's kind of a weird thing to say that inspires me is just every other book that I hold but like I feel like you know I feel like it is what books were you reading at the time um well I was like nine so I was reading (laughs) like chapter books (laughs) <laughs> i was reading when i was nine but it was all those american girl oh yes i did read the american and... girl books yes those were good books oh yes <laughs> i i used to only and pretty much still only to this day will read books that are about movies yeah. and tv and i've come to accept it as a human <laughs> i get it's, that though you want to read a book that like you relate to yeah so i don't know Nick, do you read? You don't. Um, no, <laughs> I don't. It's no very quiet book... during the book conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, it's because I don't read. Reading literally puts me to sleep. No, sli- no slight on Samantha, like, <laughs> but reading puts me to sleep. Like every time I had to read a book for a high school literature class, I would like fall asleep halfway through the chapter and forget where I was at. So I just started listening to audiobooks instead because it doesn't put me to sleep. Mm -hmm. But if I had to name like the last physical paper book that I've read, it would be like the massive six ton uh, creating a champion for Breath of the Wild. (laughs) That's the last book that I actually read and cared about. Um, I don't know if that counts. I think... I think all high school books you're forced to read in literature class should not count as books you're <laughs> supposed to like because I didn't like practically a single book I was forced to read. Mm. Um, I liked To Kill a Mockingbird. Ooh, I, I had to read to that Kill for school. Yeah. And um, the, but then I also had to read like Lord of the Flies, which I wasn't a huge uh, fan that of. That was not a <laughs> Lord of the Flies was awesome. <laughs> I had to read Fahrenheit 51. That was... Nah. I haven't read that Whoa. one, but I've been recommended it a lot, actually. I mean, I'm sure it's good to <laughs> more book Someone. lovers than I am, you know? <laughs> I, I just like... thought they weren't that interesting. Although, you're going to find this hilarious, but we did have to read Romeo and Juliet, and I loved it. But <laughs> it wasn't Aww. reading it. It was being read to me, and I think mm-hmm. that's why I liked it, is because okay. I'm all about that theater side of things and i thought Mm -hmm. it was so interesting and all that so i was the only one in my class who enjoyed romeo and juliet so (laughs) (laughs) tragic now now here's a question um did anybody here read the magic treehouse chapter books because when i was like eight that was my jam was like i binge read like the first 12 books in the span of a week back when i you know liked reading um, and also, it, it kind of helped that I was getting paid like two dollars a book. So. <laughs> <laughs> the little that little monetary incentive there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a point where it's like, do this math sheet, and I'll give you a dollar. And it's like, yo, bet. <laughs> no, yeah. I did like, fine. I'm get my M and M's at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, gotta walk in and get me a Hot Wheels back when they were ninety nine cents. Oh <laughs> <laughs> That is the most real sense of inflation I've ever seen. Is Hot Wheels going from ninety nine cents to like two dollars? <laughs> inflation Absolutely. is real, people. I I never read the Magic Tree House, but I was into Poppy books 
a lot, but it was like mm. those books about like them adopting puppies and all that. Yeah, and there I was used to also be all this one those. series. I think it was called Rainbow Magic Fairy Book. Oh my! So, like, it was yes. like it was a whole those. series of like fairy books. I loved them, and I, I remember, remember I would read those. them in like fourth grade. And my mm-hmm. teacher, we always had this thing because I'd be reading them, and then she would like start because it was like free time so i was just reading and then mm-hmm. she would like start a lesson and i was like i was about to get to the good part and she would always keep doing that every time oh. we got to the good part she just started class and i'm like really <laughs> classic i remember reading those one of my friends growing up was really into them and she'd always give me her books to read after she was done and i'd read them and give them like back to her friend. and vice versa we had like little libraries nice. we shared with each other Aww. that's funny <laughs> so in terms of, like, we all read different things. We all have different things that we like to read and mm-hmm. consume in terms of, you know, books and movies. So, Samantha, I ask you, what is your favorite genre to write? To write? Um, I think in terms of fiction, historical fiction is my favorite. I love writing historical fiction. Um, but I also write, outside of fiction, I also write poetry um, and creative nonfiction. But I don't do a lot with either of those yet. I mostly just work on my fiction stuff. Yeah, I could never I could never catch on to the poetry thing. Mm-hmm. Like we it was a thing we had to do in high school was like every year it would come around to the poetry section and I'd be like, Nope, I'm good. I don't <laughs> I don't do rhyming for Doctor Seuss. That's not for okay, me. Okay, I like poetry when I get it. All these like artistic poet poems that I just never understand Mm -hmm. like i struggle with that but if it's a if it's a beautiful poem that like really hits me then it hits so different than any Mm -hmm. other piece also Mm -hmm. props to you for liking historical nonfiction. (laughs) the amount of i like just thinking about it like obviously it was very nice to read in your short story but Mm -hmm. um like the amount of just research you would have to do oh yeah it's like so much work like <laughs> it's a lot of work that's why like five or six years ago i did a ton of research on the world war ii era and that's pretty much all i've written in since then because i don't have the time to research anything else so i did all my yeah, research every- at once and then wrote a bunch of pieces in that era everything i know about world war ii is from sam literally cool. like i could spit the randomest facts and it's just because she would talk about it yeah i do know so... really weird facts i had to research <laughs> Where do you research? Because, like, Wikipedia isn't, like, always... Like, that's kind of a default. (laughs) 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 Um, But, like, where do you research? Wikipedia can be helpful in finding external links. Like, if you go to a Wikipedia Mm. page for the thing you're researching for, just, like, find the sources used for Wikipedia. And then that will usually take you to more credible stuff. Um, Were you ever taught that Wikipedia is not reliable? Oh, absolutely. Yes, I was. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was like, whoa, Wikipedia. I was told that if we ever used Wikipedia for a paper or research or anything, we would automatically get an F. Jeez. Wikipedia was just not allowed at all. They say you can't use Wikipedia, so you quote Wikipedia and then edit Wikipedia and remove it so you can't trace (laughs) it. Ah, (laughs) sneaky. <laughs> Big brain IQ. Plays. Big brain. Gosh, I'm not smart enough 
I feel like I was allowed to use Wikipedia occasionally in high school, but then when I hit college, it was a no. <laughs> that was a big no. <laughs> Yikes. I had to do real research in college. <laughs> oh, the go to the library. Had to actually research. <laughs> had to go to the library. Oh. <laughs> See, my school has a library, but it's extra cool because, like, because we're a media arts school, we have, like, video games and movies and CDs and, like, everything in a library, so it's not just books, mm-hmm. which is pretty dope. Not that I'm going to ever go visit <laughs> there, because I will totally forget to return things. Uh, but it's nice to know that it's there. <laughs> it's good to know I can go to that blockbuster. See, my uh, library has, like, DVDs and CDs, too, though. Oh, so maybe that's just how libraries are now. It's a Christian. It's a Christian university, but do yeah. they have more than just like Christian DVDs? Oh yeah, they have like movies. We've rented Harry Potter there. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Nice. Witchcraft. Harry Potter. Christian college with Harry Potter. Um, Excuse me. I had to get permission. I did a book report with my friend on the first Harry Potter book, and we had to get permission from the school oh to do it. And we were like, well, we obviously got permission, but I was like, really? Like really? No, but my school. My school has a class that's called Harry Potter and the Gospels. <laughs> I love so it. So they're very pro Harry Potter. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Next. That's cool. Next. So, we talked about what's your favorite genre to write. But yes. in going in the completely opposite direction, um, maybe published or not, but what is the cringiest story that you remember writing? Mm. That's really hard to say because I feel like I've written so many that I just can't open anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely back in the early days when I was first learning how to write, I wrote a lot of fan fiction for whatever books I was oh. reading at the time. It was very bad. Oh. I was part of the fan fiction. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. That's probably the cringiest, to be honest. I used to write um, Warriors Cats fan fiction. Now you have to do it <laughs> I read the survivors. Okay, I never read Warriors, no. but I read Survivors. survivors the other, like too. the dog one. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that probably it's is bad. the cringiest. Oh, but the- why are they so good, though? Right? Like, mm, like I mean, <laughs> the Survivor series, I read all of them. They are so mm-hmm. good. The way Aaron Hunter, the author, had her grasp on like just the reality mm-hmm. of the world at that time such an era yeah. oh, she truly so had good. a grasp on my entire world at that age wasn't wasn't aaron hunter actually a team of people though yeah yeah it, it, it a was bunch multiple of people, people. Hunter. Mm-hmm. wow Fan imagine is the dark side of the internet that we don't touch anymore <laughs> yes definitely it's grown so out of hand Oh yeah. yeah. It was simpler back when I, I read Warriors fan fiction. I read one good fan fiction and it was actually a Zelda one. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well that that's not as bad. It's it's the fan fictions where they're like, I just wish Bucky and Falcon would just get together. Uh-huh. I was like, Well, don't write yeah. that. What's wrong with you? <laughs> There's also the ones like I know Wattpad is notorious for this, but it's Ugh. the ones where it's like character shipped with the reader 
and like you insert uh, your own name into it. Those are just yes. oh, uh, it screams no. like eleven-year-old oh, girl. Yes. Like, Although I will say, uh, I was on a Skype call once with my friend and one of his friends, and we were up at like four o'clock in the morning, and all we did was just read fan fiction all night. Like we took turns putting each other's names into the different stories, and we would like dramatically read fan fiction at four o'clock in the morning. Why it does that was sound fan. You know I vibe. kind of love that. Why does that sound so much fun? You know it the does vibe. Sound really fun. You see, reading bad writing is so much fun. We literally did a whole series on YouTube where we read the novel I wrote when I was like eleven. Oh yeah, and it's yeah, it's so bad. And it's like, oh, we're in Yellowstone. It's like, oh, we're attacking bears. It's like, oh, it, it was, it was so bad. And I want to do another series like that because, like, I have, I have another story I wrote. I'm not going to spoil it because I want to do another series where I read it. It is, it's so bad, and it's, I can't. Well, I can't. If, if you need some Warriors fan fiction to read, I have this really weird <laughs> archive of it. <laughs> Sorry, in the we're in a Skype call. She she's holding her dog. Oh. <laughs> video video podcast coming soon. Video podcast coming soon. We like, say that every we have time. to do a plug every single episode until it happens because it's coming. <laughs> just trust me, guys. It's a cute dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just tr- just close your eyes and picture a cute. Dog. Unless you're driving. Um, we have to say that every time unless you're driving megan i know you're driving don't close your eyes when you consistently listen to the podcast in the car and you get to give secret messages to the person driving megan i hope you have a great day at school yeah (laughs) megan don't forget to fill up your car with gas (laughs) so you know writers content creators because we're all content creators i hate that term but <laughs> you do you know it's, you there's I, literally no other way to describe it like no we are people legit. who create content it's called content creators we're in a negative influencers yeah <laughs> we're influencers you're not you have influence over nothing you're just posting booty pics anyway <laughs> that's a whoa that's a that's a <laughs> that gripe <is> <laughs> <laughs> but Jackson, you're getting deep um, again. I'm getting not to dive into the societal problems that we have right now, but um <laughs> so I take I find great inspiration in creating by consuming other content and like watching good movies and shows and reading good books. Mm-hmm. What are your favorite movies and shows, whether it's like that inspires you to create or just for watching? Um I was just telling my mom last night that literally the only show I watch right now is Gilmore Girls. Like, on repeat. <laughs> like, I watch all the way through the series, and then I finish, and then I watch the reboot, and I finish that, and then I start over. And I just do it over <laughs> and over again. Because <laughs> that's pretty much all I watch. But, but um, the writing the writing in Gilmore cars? Girls. <laughs> that is, that's my cars. That's the hill. Everyone has a Oh, car. so you know the joke. Good. <laughs> I <Yeah>. do. <laughs> Um, the writing in Gilmore Girls is actually really solid. Like yeah, they write really snappy dialogue. Mm-hmm. The writing in that show is super impressive. I, their scripts are like twice the length of a regular script because they talk so quickly. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. like that show. I agree. I mean, obviously, but of course, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. What I else? Agree. <laughs> Just to uh, provide the podcast with an update here, I know the last time 
I mentioned it. Uh, I mentioned watching Friends and how I'm binging it. I think the last time I updated, what was I like beginning season five? Yeah. Um, I've now uh, begun season eight. I'm halfway through season eight, <laughs> going on week three. Wait, of wait, our little binge wait. here. Didn't you say you were on season five Saturday? No, I said I was on season seven Saturday. Oh, okay. It is Monday. <laughs> Yeah, it is Monday. Um, excuse you. I am a binge machine, okay? I'm so close to finishing it before the Friends reunion comes out. Nice. Of course, we're pre-recording because schedules be crazy, am I right? Um, by the time this podcast comes out, I will have finished Friends. And uh, hey, future me, good job for binging it in under a month. Future Nick, what did you think of the ending where Phoebe dies? Oops. <laughs> Ah, no, stop it. Can you believe that Chandler finally snapped and killed her? Wow, I can't believe it. <laughs> it was the dog thing. The, the dog Thanksgiving was too much. Yeah. Too much. And then Lightning McQueen showed up. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part. Oh my God. <laughs> Poor Chandler Bing. Never Chandler able to Bing. The dog. Do you so, have, what about movies? You seem to watch a lot of movies. Um, let me look. I write down all the movies I watch. <laughs> hey, same. Oh, let me see. I haven't watched a lot of movies lately, but during January, I watched a movie almost every day because I lived alone at the time and I didn't have anything else to do. You know the vibes. <laughs> yeah. But back then I watched a lot of movies. I watched La La Land a couple times. I love La La Land. I watched that one Nick four times so movie. far this year. Nick yes. loves La La Land. Yeah. Shut up. No, I don't. I hate La La Land. <laughs> it's not... Okay, listen. Everybody's like, La La Land is so good. It has two good songs in Another Day of Sun and A Lovely Night. I will give you the cinematography. I think that works out really well. It was directed really well. But everything else about the movie, I don't like it. I can't, I can't follow the story, especially when you get to the end and like they do the what if ending. No, mm-hmm. uh-uh. totally okay. ruin the movie. I see your point, We've but I disagree. We have, but disagree. it's worth bringing up. <laughs> it's artistic. It's an artistic ending. A little abstract. I also, it's a little abstract, and I think it makes perfect sense for his character because mm-hmm. he. He was obviously throughout the whole movie going to stop at nothing to get his jazz club. And that's what he did. And he paid the price. Right. So that's my stance. You can have your own opinion. If you haven't seen it, I don't think we just spoiled the whole thing, but you should still go watch it. I think we kind of did. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've watched that four times this year so far. (laughs) That one's good. Um, I really loved, I loved Notting Hill. I watched that one. That one was kind of a rom-com. Different vibe, but I liked it. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's good. Mm -hmm. Um, The Theory of Everything, I also really loved. That one, Mm. that was the one on, um, what's his name? Stephen Hawking. Yes, Stephen Hawking. With Eddie Redman. Yes, he did a great job. Heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Yeah, so, I don't I don't watch a lot of movies, but those are some good ones I've liked. That's cool. It's really Is this cool. an official recommendation? An official recommendation? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Yes. So, I 
myself am I am an aspiring author um Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. obviously you have to start somewhere with your story so how do you personally start your projects like what's your process I guess um I feel like it depends on the story because every story has a different process I feel like um sorry I'm getting texts Jack's texting me (laughs) Um, because I said because I was told to send a red robin order when you when the call goes out you send your order red robin (laughs) but anyway yeah I feel like the process is different for every story um like, for example, the short story that I just finished that as of this publication date will be out. Um, woo! Woo! I started that one. I was actually watching La La Land one of four times. And the idea just, like, came to me really, really suddenly. Um, and I just had to write it down before I forgot it. And so I had my phone and I was just writing down. Because for that one, it, I wasn't really looking for an idea. Um, it just came to me, you know? Like, I just saw the mm-hmm. picture in my head of the opening scene, and I had to write it down. And then the rest of the story just kind of flowed from that. And so for the rest of that process, since it's a shorter story, I wrote an outline first. Um, and then from there, I was just able to write the rest of the story based on the outline. And so far, that's usually how I do them, um, is I outline them. But also, a lot of good stories have started where I just start writing, and then... Mm-hmm figure out figure it out as I go along a lot of good stories come from that as well that's really cool yeah I like it I also like I like the thought of like not searching for an idea yeah where it's like if you work too hard then nothing will come to nothing you you will rarely find ideas when looking for ideas yeah that's what i've learned and so like it's usually when i'm looking for an idea and then i take a break and like go outside and like just get a drink like a coffee or something i don't know anyway go get um, a drink <laughs> go, go when, when i'm at the pub with my friends that's usually when i have my greatest ideas <laughs> singing an Irish pub tune but it's usually outside when I'm just kind of like not really working for an idea Mm -hmm. is when the best ones really come right and I had I had people ask me they say how do you get your ideas and I literally don't know what to say because they just show up but that's not a good that's not a good uh, conversation so I started saying they come to me in the night (laughs) so (laughs) Anytime someone asks, uh, there have been countless nights that I've been kept awake with ideas that I just want to instantly pursue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I have a notes document on my phone, and just every time I get a random idea, I like very quickly pull out my phone, type down a general synopsis, so when I go mm-hmm. back and look at it later, I can like mm-hmm. get back in that train of thought and be like, oh, okay, this is the idea. And, you know... I have to agree, ideas just kind of come to me randomly. Like, mm-hmm. I could be sitting on the couch watching Friends, and, like, the episode where Joey has a satchel, I looked at it, and I was like, ooh, idea. <laughs> and then I wrote down the idea. And it's like, I could be eating or outside, and it's just, they just kind of show up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. I may never do anything with this idea, but at least I have it. I have it. So I do the same thing, but the problem is when I have the idea where I'm somewhere I can't write it down. Like, it happened to me in church yesterday. 
I was sitting through the service, and I was like, please don't forget this. But, like, also trying to pay attention. But then, like, please yeah. don't forget this idea. Uh, oh, my gosh. During the Have prayers, ever, like, dear during God, the please don't let me forget uh, this. <laughs> You're, like, constantly running the idea through. I was, but then also, like, I should pay attention to the sermon. <laughs> You have to, is it really Yikes. that important if it's in church? <laughs> Yikes. And also, have you ever, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say really quick how, like, for me, like, ideas kind of come to me like that, but it's kind of cool, like, how sometimes I do have to sit myself down and be like, because, like, sometimes I'll do it during a study hall I have, and I'll be like, I'm going to go into campfire, which is a thing I use for stories, mm-hmm. and just write down ideas and sometimes yeah. they'll just come to me while i'm like doing timeline stuff and all that yeah definitely so. it's cool mm-hmm. see there's ideas coming to you and then there's also the sad reality of you have to put in the work mm-hmm. yeah that <laughs> and is it's fun. when you put in it's when you put in the work that it really fully expands into this full story mm-hmm. you can't think it into existence unfortunately i wish I that's a shame though. oh that'd be amazing mm-hmm. where's bill gates when you need him I'm waiting for the day when they like have a Bluetooth thing that you can put in your head and it will translate all of the things you think in your head just onto mm-hmm. paper mm-hmm. so yes. I can just oh think a script into existence and everything <laughs> will be formatted for me. Uh, these are the technology we need to be working on. Not Elon Musk's like, Honestly. we'll put a little chip in your brain and it'll play music directly into it. I'm like, no, yeah. we need mm-hmm. no. It's called brain headphones. to text. My brain does that. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people people were asking me. They're like, "Why are you always just dancing?" Like, I cannot stand still. And then, I, and I'm always like, I usually have a song playing in my head. I do, <laughs> and too. I just have to dance. <laughs> have you ever written anything based on a dream? Based on a dream? Ooh, I feel like I like have. that you remember. Like that sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um. I can't if think you of have like a, if you have like a CBD gummy and you get like those crazy dreams. <laughs> those CBD gummy dreams, man. <laughs> you don't want those. <laughs> no, but um, I feel like I have. I can't think of a specific example right now, but I do mm-hmm. feel like dreams are really good fodder for stories. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Twilight came about, and that worked. <laughs> Uh, question mark question mark <laughs> that's a that's a big question mark like, oh, <laughs> i don't know yeah. i guess so the next question i had was where do your ideas come from but mm-hmm. we kind of already like touched on that so yeah. the next thing and i guess jackson can kind of help me out with this one but like mm-hmm. what is the difference between screenwriting and novel writing cuz i know like me being a film major and mm-hmm. like having to write out short films or you know there was one assignment we had to do where we took a commercial and reverse engineered it back into a script mm-hmm. um and then even just like the presidential debate we did last year we had yeah. to you know basically script write that and mm-hmm. i know it's a different process because script writing requires a lot more formatting than novel yep. writing does because novel writing is literally just writing paragraphs, maybe some dialogue here and there. But mm-hmm. then, like, screenwriting is, like, action line, character name, dialogue, action line, mm-hmm. setting. And it's it's just a lot more complicated. So what is your, like, take on that? 
Um, I agree that the formatting's probably the biggest difference. Um, I'm not a screenwriter. I haven't written really any scripts, mm-hmm. but um, well, that's not true. Oh yeah, that's true. I have written some, but we've like, done a couple things together. Yeah, we've collaborated here and there, but like <laughs> content creators, <laughs> we are related. content <laughs> creators. <laughs> We collaborated on this, you know. It had to come out sometime. (laughs) We have the same last name. (laughs) No. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't write a lot of scripts, so I don't know for sure. Jack could probably say more for sure. Yep. Since he's also written a little bit in the novel format. But I feel like the formatting's definitely the biggest thing because I feel like in novel writing there is like a format to follow question mark but like you can break free from that i've read a lot of novels that have broken from traditional novel formatting structures and it's worked out really really well for them but like for scripts the formatting serves a function you know it's not just aesthetics Mm -hmm. and so i feel like that's probably a big difference but then also just general storytelling will obviously be different because novels you you read them differently whereas scripts are meant to be Mm -hmm presented you know well the whole point of a script is for someone to write it in a way that it could be translated visually yeah where a novel is just meant to be read Mm -hmm. and like of course you want good writing can be translated visually that's why like people love to read yeah good writing is translated visually absolutely and Mm -hmm. so that's that's why a lot of books that go into movies aren't well received because Mm -hmm. people had this idea in their head of what it looked like and then it's different from a director's perspective yeah so i I think that's a big thing yeah i agree i was just gonna say this is kind of a tangent i guess but i feel like that's a really beautiful thing about novel writing is that you Mm -hmm. know i write a book and i have this vision in my head of what everything looks like what all the characters look like but then like all the beta readers I've had and like my editor, they all see it differently than I do. And I can see that in the way that they like give me feedback. So I'm like, Oh, I never noticed mm-hmm. that even though I wrote it, <laughs> you know, like they're yeah. doing it from a completely different perspective. And that's super cool that every reader just sees it differently, even though it's described the same way to each of them. Whereas with movies, it's not as much that way. I have that's a true. perfect example of that because mm-hmm. we were just talking about mm-hmm. it, but when I actually was reading the survivor yeah. series I was in sixth grade and we always had to like, we had to like report back to our teacher and like talk about like what we read about. And Mm -hmm. I told, I told her, I was like, you know, I was reading about this character and I always envisioned this character as something else, but then on the cover, it's something completely different and how that's kind of cool. But I also kind of said, like, I said, sometimes the pictures ruin the magic. And I, I said that. And when I moved away, she wrote that that quote down in like a journal she gave me so Mm -hmm. and i think that's true like sometimes like sometimes pictures do ruin the magic of like Mm -hmm. what you envision your story yeah and sometimes i almost kind of like it when authors aren't that descriptive obviously you need to be descriptive Mm -hmm. but i think it's also almost kind of interesting when they're not because you can think whatever you want kind of yeah. yeah, definitely. I think there's a line for description, I, too. Like, you definitely want to describe things to a certain point, but then there's also a lot of stuff that you want to leave up to the reader's imagination. It's like, 
you don't have to describe like for example a living room in perfect depth because most of your readers have seen mm -hmm. a living room and so then they just implement whatever memory they have of a living room into the story and then that kind of feeds into their perspective of it so you don't want to go into super super detail but you also don't mm -hmm. want to give them nothing you know I do really like the point of movies are different and that's part of the reason I love open-ended movies like Inception because it gives me almost plots. oh man open-ended plots are the best because Inception is my favorite movie because I can imagine whatever I want for the ending as if it mm -hmm. was a novel with movies yes. it's like hey this is the director's perspective you are just watching a person's perspective instead of creating your own but when they leave things open-ended, you can continue the story yourself. And I really mm -hmm. like that. I'd also like to say, for small filmmakers, screenwriting versus novel writing, if you are writing a novel, you can say, big explosion right there. Crazy. If this is a script you want to produce, you have to be realistic within your budget and within your means. Mm -hmm. So a lot of scripts I write, I've been restricted with people. I've had to write scripts where I have played every character because I didn't know other people that wanted to act in this with me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like in that sense, novel writing is easier. Not that it's easy, but it's easier. Mm -hmm. But it also shows that it's a great exercise for script writers to just write something not with the thought of producing it, just to write it and get mm -hmm. used to formatting and all this stuff. So I think that's really interesting because it's something I've struggled to with like, oh, locations. This has to be real. Mm -hmm. I, f I find that I find that whole road and like train of thought really interesting. And I hope other people do, too. <laughs> I do, for sure. It's like as a novel writer, the couple times I've written scripts, I have to remind myself. Like I often have to go back and revise my scripts because I write things that we can't feasibly do like on yeah. film but i write it anyway because i'm used to writing novels that is where there's fewer limits that's accurate. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah she's like we'll just film it in costco and i'm like i'm not filming in costco what's wrong with you uh -huh. <laughs> we could film in costco we could i don't know not the video that we were doing though <laughs> so the next question we had was um so, you seem pretty experienced in your writing, even though you're still young and growing. You seem pretty experienced. So, what is your advice for new aspiring writers who, like, want to write their own books mm -hmm. or short stories like myself or anyone who's listening? So, what's, like, your advice to them? I feel like my biggest advice to somebody who wants to start writing books and short stories and whatever they want to write, I feel like that's the key is to write what they want to write. You know, like not to follow market trends that are in books right now, because those are just going to come and go, but to just write what you really love, because that's how you're going to enjoy it the most. And that's like, not just on a big scale, like, oh, I love this genre, so I'm going to write in it, but like the individual aspects of the story matter too. So like, if I really like, I don't know what's an example, if I really like the beach, then I'm going to write scenes that take place at the beach because that's fun and I enjoy writing those. So it's like little things like that, that I feel like really help you enjoy writing, which I think is the most important part of it. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Nick, Nick, what, really Nick what do you say? Enjoy... Oh, no. 
Yeah. Oh, so that was inspiring. Yeah. I feel wow. inspired. Wow. <laughs> well, I was about touched. to say, Nick, what, what do you say? Um, Every good show has what? Oh, every good anime has a beach episode. <laughs> <laughs> because listen, listen, your show, your anime, your movie, whatever, it will not succeed without a beach episode. You have to satisfy that, that is side of the facts. fan base. <laughs> That's Be- Beach episode... Christmas episode, Thanksgiving mm-hmm. episode, Halloween episode. New Year's. But also New Year's episode, something that's super underrated, the carnival episode. Gosh yes. darn it. Give me a <laughs> carnival episode. That is very Disney Channel-y of you. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah absolutely. It's like the singing I, competition I... episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's too good. It's like the Drake and Josh episode where they do the dancing contest. It's like super like out of character, but they're just like, what if we did a dancing contest? <laughs> Something say, I really like Star Wars. And mm-hmm. so I always enjoy videos where I get to slip in Star Wars references. And that's not something I realized until recently is like when I, I really like fajitas. Okay, that's weird, but I like fajitas. And so anytime I can make a fajita joke, I love a good fajita joke. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever publish that one video that was in Spanish where we talked about the fajita fire? No. Wait, did I? Did you? I know you posted a video that was in Spanish at some point. He has two, I think. No. I don't think we did. No, okay. So there's two. There's cocinando con Sam, and then there's uh, el, not- el noticiero de las once. And I don't think we ever published el noticiero de las once, oh. which means the eleven o'clock. I don't news. remember what that means. No, it's the eleven o'clock news. And so there was a joke where she played a news reporter, and she's talking about how a fire started when someone put fajitas in the oven and then left for work. Mm-hmm. And I still remember the line. I do, too. It's the best Spanish I have still. Do you remember? I do. It was, El encendido comenzó las tres de la tarde cuando un residente olvidó sus fajitas en el horno. (laughs) No idea. I say that. That's more Spanish than I remember, and I said two years ago. El encendido comenzó a tres de la tarde cuando un residente olvidó sus fajitas en el horno. Too good. Oh, yeah. Too good. I guess. I know the Disney Spanish. (laughs) <laughs> Please stand clear of the door. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. So, you have advice for writers. What about resources? resources? Whether it's just inspiration. You know, you talked about doing research. Mm-hmm. Just what? It, what? What are research resources that you would recommend to writers of any level? Um, for one, my website. <laughs> Would be one. Link in the description. Yes. Link in the description of this episode. Um, I have to say that. Also, I found a lot of other writing websites that have helped me a lot. Um, One is wellstoried.com. Well-storied. I like that one. I followed that one. It's been around as long as me, and so I followed that one for a while. Um, That helps me a lot. I have a couple of books on writing. There's one that's literally called On Writing. That's Stephen King's book. That's probably (laughs) the best writing craft book out there. Um, I have several. I'm looking at them. Um, yeah, really any book on the writing craft is probably going to be really beneficial. Because then you can find mm-hmm. them for specific things that you struggle with. Like I have one on plot and structure. One on um, book marketing. 
one on just everything novel, one on reading, one on publishing. So it's just a lot of like little things you can find in books, yeah. and that'll be really helpful. And also Pinterest. It's a little one, oh, yeah. but Pinterest. Pinterest is so yeah. good for writers. <laughs> Create story. Okay, I do this. And if you don't do this, do it. Um, create <laughs> boards for your characters that match oh their goodness. aesthetic and costumes you think they'd wear, stuff you think they do. Just put it all and, like, organize it by their yes. character name. And then, like, the yep. board itself is just called, like, your story title. So I do oh that, gosh. and it's amazing. Hold on. I'm opening Sam Pinterest much- so I can show you this. <laughs> Sam, pretty much, Sam pretty much invented character boards. Okay. <laughs> Like, I have this, like, aesthetic board for my novel I have on Pinterest. Oh. I've had it for a few years now. But then I have individual sections for the characters up here. Too. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Whoa. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're showing oh it. No gosh. one can see Pinterest. it. But, like, wow. I'm, I'm eerily so cool. silent right now, but I do the exact same thing. Um, it's yeah. been very helpful. See, because here's the thing. I have, like, this super big, grand story idea, which is going to lead into, a, like, my last question, because mm-hmm. uh, we're going getting close to an hour. But mm-hmm. I have, like, this super grand idea that I've been working on for a few years, and I have Pinterest boards. I have subsections for mm-hmm. every character. I have subsections that are, like, just outfits, just weapons, <laughs> just environments. Like Weapons? <laughs> literally everything you can think of <laughs> is on this Pinterest board. So... Which leads me into my question. Um, with how, I'm going to say, interesting people can be at times and how plagiarism is a thing, how do you go about protecting your novels or story mm. ideas? Because I know like, I have like this huge story that I'm working on, but I'm very selective with who I tell it to because I don't want it to get out there and mm-hmm. like people to steal my stuff or take what i'm doing and reskin it and like throw it out there so how do you go about that not happening to your stuff i love this question so much (laughs) (laughs) i mean one thing is that i don't tell a lot of people about my story ideas until like i'm doing something with them you know i think a big part of that is that i don't often finish projects so i don't like having to go back and be like hey remember the story idea i told you about well it's not gonna happen um so i generally don't tell a lot of people what i'm working on um, so that helps. But I think another big part of it is that when I push, post something on my website, it's automatically copyrighted by me. Um, because oh. I published it. It's mine. It's on my website. Mhm. And so when I put short stories on my website, it's automatically mine. It's copyrighted. Um, so I'm not too worried about it, but I feel like it's definitely a concern because plagiarism is mm-hmm. real. Um, and on things like Wattpad, I've seen it's more common where writer stories get stolen because it's not their platform. So it's not automatically copyrighted when they post it. Um, and you may need to look up the legality of that. I'm not 100% sure of what I just said is true, Yeah. but I'm pretty sure what I have is just copyrighted in and of itself. There's like a copyright Mm -hmm. statement somewhere. Um, I'm on my website now, but I can't find it, but yeah, I put it mm-hmm. on my own website, so that helps a lot. I won't ask how much, but like, does that normally cost some money to copyright what you post? Um, it doesn't, but it does cost money oh. to own the website. 
Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something interesting is this isn't necessarily plagiarism because it's mm-hmm. not, like, it wasn't the most original idea. We did, like, I'm not going to specifically say, but we did, like, a series on Instagram that I noticed a couple other podcast pages, like, kind of also picked <laughs> up on. Really? That I was, and, like, it, it wasn't, like, an original idea it wasn't like just this creation it was something that like people had done on instagram for like ever but Mm -hmm. i could tell from the way the image was formatted that it was very inspired from what i had made Mm -hmm. and it was kind of hard to take in because on one hand i was proud that what i had created had gotten to a point that someone wanted to do that too Mm -hmm. but it was also like i i don't know how to feel about that so, of course, there's plagiarism, which is like, oh, I took this. I took someone else's thing, put my name on it, said it's mine. That's mm-hmm. illegal. Mm-hmm. That's why you should Definitely. copyright your things. But then there's, like, taking inspiration from, which is a little different. And I have, I'm still figuring out how to take that. So, <laughs> that's me reeling it in. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm on my so, website and I'm finding, like, broken links. So I'm trying that to... made me think of uh, when Nick had um, his Lego Maniacs channel. And we were doing Rise oh, of yeah. Anarchy. We were doing Rise of Anarchy and someone plagiarized his first episode. Someone low-key, like, reanimated the entire episode, but used the same, like, the script was almost the same word for word. Mm-hmm. And then I went on, like, a couple months ago and I got a copyright notification. I was like, oh, probably just an old video getting claimed. No, it was a notification from YouTube that somebody had taken my video and re-uploaded it. They had re-uploaded the first episode just in its entirety. They didn't change anything. Like, it's not like they were dubbing it into a different language. They just re-uploaded it. And I was like, man, that's crazy. (laughs) And it's not like it's something I can just, like, do a claim for. Because I don't own Ninjago. And I don't Mm want to get into, like the nitty gritty of the copyright stuff with them so i just left it and i was like it's "It's so hard it's so hard to deal with because if they google it and try to find it again it's gonna show mine first anyway that's true Mm -hmm. needless to say don't let don't let copyright invasion scare you from creating yeah definitely not it's not a big it's not a big deal at all it's just something to be aware of Mm -hmm. So I'll look at legal terms and like kind of get a little scared, like, oh, should I be protecting my work? But it's like, you know, if that occurrence comes, I'll deal with it. I'm just going to create. I agree with that. So to finish off, you have a project that just came out as time of release. I I do. Talk about that. I have my new short story is, well, not out as time of recording, but at time of release, it will be out. Just tell us a little bit about it. Tell tell us a little bit. (laughs) so it is a 20 page short story so it's a little bit shorter than the last one it's a good length and it is called champagne glasses um it is historical fiction (laughs) it takes place um 40s and 50s i think and my little quick preview blurb on my website says Fast-paced and sparkling with scenic detail, Champagne Glasses is a bite-sized story about overcoming painful life events. And it is available to read for free. Um, I'll make somebody put the link in the description. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's me. Okay, cool. Please put the link in the description. And then, (laughs) yeah, it'll be free to download, free to read, no catch or anything. Just free stories. 
just free stories and you know people work hard on their free content so mm-hmm. check yeah. out all the whole website and follow on instagram and stuff yes please do, do you have a blog too <sighs> i do have a blog because I, 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 I put my email on the list <laughs> oh <laughs> i'm honored I do have a blog and I write, I write about writing pretty much. Um, I talk about my writing process, what I've learned. um, Yeah. What I've learned, what I think other people should know, things like that, Mm -hmm. that I put over on the blog. It's amazing. I've personally used it a couple times. It is. (laughs) You got recognized in a Starbucks once. I did. That was like, (laughs) one of the best experiences of my life because like we had just gone to disney world and so we were in like middle of nowhere georgia and on our way home and we had stopped at a starbucks for breakfast one morning on our way home and i was wearing this sweatshirt that said like caffeinated writer or something on it and somebody came up to me and she was like hey i love your shirt it's like oh thank you are you a writer and she's like yeah and we talked about our projects a little bit and then she got her coffee and she left Oh, wait, no, she didn't get her coffee and leave. I had business cards at the time, so I gave her a business card, like, for my website. Nice. And she got her coffee, and she left, and then she came back, and she was like, hey, I, your website's really familiar. Did you write such and such post? And I was like, yeah, I did. I wrote that a few years ago. And she said, oh, my gosh, like, can I get a picture with you? Oh, and so I did. <laughs> and that was, it was so surreal. Cool. It was really surreal. And at the time, I was, like, 16 or 17, and that was just so cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Wow. And also, while we're so, talking yeah, about your writing, sad. you also have another short story if you want to plug that, too. That one's been out for, like, a year and a half now. That one is called Gingerbread. The little blurb for that one says, Festive, historical, and romantic, Gingerbread is a lighthearted story perfect for a cozy reread every Christmas season. Although I've had a lot of readers um, who discovered it during non-Christmas seasons, and they also really loved it. Like, I've got a new surge of readers as I've started promoting champagne glasses. And it's, what month is it? It's May. Or it's June, <laughs> sort of, I guess. <laughs> Depends on when yeah. you're listening. Um, and they're still reading this Christmas story, and they still really like it. So it's good for any time of year, even though it takes place during Christmas time. Um, and that one's been a pretty successful. A lot of people have liked it. I've gotten a lot of positive reviews from it. A lot of Instagram messages, Facebook messages, all of that. Someone told their mom. Yes, I have one friend who (laughs) sent it to his mom, and then a few (laughs) of his other friends. (laughs) And I I read the short story, and it is really good, especially if you have a lot of time on your hands, and you Mm -hmm. just want to read a short story. I read it in one sitting, and it was really good. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. It is perfect to read in one sitting. I had a lot of readers who told me that it was perfect to read with a cup of coffee in the morning. And that just feels like a really nice vibe. So if you want that really nice coffee drinking, story reading vibe for your mornings or afternoons, yeah. these are the right Links stories. in the description. Mm-hmm. Links in the description. <laughs> All the links <laughs> do be in the description. The <laughs> they do be in the description, though. Well, yeah, you can follow you can follow Sam on Instagram at GLAS author. Also, uh, links in the description. Follow mm-hmm. the website; it's all super good. Um, where can you follow the podcast, though? Oh, thank you, sir, for bringing <laughs> me into my little little transition here. So, thank you, Samantha, for being here, letting us ask you questions about writing. I'm sure people who listen will find it very mm-hmm. helpful. 
I know I would if I were an aspiring writer. So thank you again for coming on. If it wasn't as freaking successful as I am now, I'd find it so uh, yes. helpful. Uh. But... <laughs> now, thank you to all the listeners. Thanks for listening today. If you want to stay up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at the Nerdiest Podcast or tweet us at Nerdiest Podcast. If you have feedback or a question that you want to submit, you can do so through the Contact Us page on our website. And if you enjoy what we do here, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen. You can also share this podcast with your friends, as word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope to see you in the next episode. Peace out. Bye! Bye, everyone. Goodbye.